0: Welcome to the Punchbowl Diaries, where two Southern women come together to discuss business, faith, family, and everything in between.
1: Yeah, so pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, because there is always a seat for you at our table.
0: All right, y'all, you are back with another episode of the Punchbowl Diaries. My name is Lee, and I have my fabulous blue eyed co host April, and today we are talking to you about small business growing pains, honey. Mm. April, have you ever experienced that as a small business owner? All the
1: time. Which time? Which time are you referring Which time?
0: To? <laughs> Growing pains is a natural part of owning a business. And my goodness, it will kick you in the tooth if you are not prepared and ready for it. And so I have written down five things to help you when you're in that growing pain season. And so I guess I'll just get started yes, and then jump in is. and tell me what what you're thinking about this, April. So, okay, number one, you got to hire the right people at the right time. And so April, my first hire came when I was almost two years in and I was drowning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Drowning. Mm -hmm. I was doing everything Mm -hmm. by myself. Yes. All the things at all times. I was never home running myself ragged. It was so hard. And that's when I hired Emily.
1: And that is, that's typically the first initial real growing pain because You're doing it all and you cannot continue to grow the business. No, you can't scale. If you're doing everything.
0: Correct. And so um, if y'all go and listen to the episode called Meet the Velvet Hammer, Mm -hmm. that is Emily, who we've been together six years now and we've grown since then tremendously. But hiring the right people at the right time is key. What was your first hire?
1: Hiring, yes, new instructors, because I could not teach every single class. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that's too hard. <laughs> and, and so hiring new instructors. For Yoga Studio 90. For Yoga Studio 90. And that is, it, it is such, I mean, like you, it's such an integral part of your business because it's the person that's going to represent you, represent your message, and you want to be in sync. And thankfully, I've had people over the years teach me. That you need to be slow to hire Ooh, and quick to fire. That is on my notes, and I'm not always quick to fire. You know, I and I was regret not. it. Uh, yes, it's okay. always a regretting season.
0: Yes, because so over the years, it's hard. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings if they're not a good fit. You try to make it a good fit, and I have learned the hard way over the years. Just. When it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. And you know, your gut knows when it's done. Your gut doesn't. But it. hiring is so hard. Yes. Firing is even harder. And so I think one of the things that I put in here that I learned, <laughs> you got to know how to adequately vet the employee on the front end. Oh, yeah. Which is so hard because yes. <laughs> when you're in a pain point,
1: when you, you need, need to hire help. somebody, you're like, come on. Get in here. Let me show you how we're going to do it. I need somebody
0: three years ago, nice. and I am three years behind on hiring, so yes. I need somebody right now. And you don't take the time to properly vet, and that's when it comes and bites you in the tail because you didn't take the time on the front end. And so... How do you do that, Oh, me? we date and in my office. We date for a few months, and then... We offer an invitation to be part of the club here at Highland Road Realty. But so a lot of it is making sure that we are seeing them in different situations. Okay. Because like, and I'm real estate industry, so I can interview you, but also interview in quotes, sit down, of course, have that formal conversation. But then a lot of times I'm like, Hey, I want to go list a house. Do you want to come? Let me see how you work. How do you take direction when I'm saying, hey, we need to move this or do this? Watching them kind of in that environment, inviting them to team meetings. How are you getting along with the other people at our office? Mm -hmm. How are you handling taking directions from people? And are you humble? Are you hungry? Are you smart? That's what I've learned. But that takes time. To properly vet somebody. It takes
1: time and it takes a whole lot of energy.
0: It is not for the faint of heart. But the time that you put in on the front end on hiring.
1: Rewards. That is
0: it for sure. Because if you are not taking the right time, first of all, you're going to plug the wrong person in the wrong seat on the bus. And then you've wasted resources, time and energy hiring and training them only to then have to let them go. And then you have to start the whole thing again. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Take the time on the front end. So that is like one of my biggest, like learning growth curves is take the time to hire them correctly. But then also to your point, fire them
1: quickly Mm -hmm. when it is not working out and fire is not the right word. Just well, I think too. You the longer you're in business, you begin to pick up little nuggets. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of times people want to please you because yes. you're the owner, and they have this level of respect for you that, thankfully, we don't have. Like we don't get it because we're doing the thing, right? You know what I mean. And they don't want to disappoint you, but most of the time, something has shifted in their life that they don't have the same level of energy, or perhaps they were never the right person. They were really not the right spot. Right. Okay. And so they don't want to let you down. Right. But I agree when you feel in your gut that "Mm -mm, two and two is not adding up to be four, Right. Let's go ahead and, and help this person find their next spot. Correct. And for the
0: longest time, I did not do that. And I would fight it. Oh, yeah. You? Yes. Because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. No, no, because I am such a people pleaser that I'm like, I'm just going to be uncomfortable and deal with it. Y'all, that's not the right answer. <laughs> that's not the right answer. I'm going to be miserable and just handle it. No. Right. No. Right. Also, one of the things that I learned is trust your gut mm. because we had somebody that we had interviewed, gosh, it's probably been two or three years now. And that person went through the interview process and we were. A month in, and I was like, red flag, red flag, red flag, but I'm a people person, and so I didn't want to have to red flag and just turn the other way. I did have to make a tough call and say, you know what? We're not going to move further. There you go. In the past, I would have been like, I see your red flags, and I'm going to raise you some green flags, and you're, I'm going to be the one to change these bad
1: behaviors,
0: Mm-mm. and you are going to come in here. and No.
1: No. No. I'm here to sell real estate. Yes. Not save your crazy ass. (laughs) Bye. Okay. I'm the one that got to pay the rent. Yes. Next. Yes. And that was hard. And let me tell you, but that's also about knowing your numbers. When you know your numbers, you know, you don't have time to be fooling around with this nonsense.
0: Right. And truly that in itself was such a learning lesson because... a
1: growing pain. Oh, it was very much a growing pain
0: because we needed somebody, but that was not the right person. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, there were red flags and thankfully had the courage to call it and be like, this is not, we're not a good fit. Mm -mm. This is not going to work. I will also say before you jump into hiring, evaluate your numbers and your processes, because sometimes it 's actually not a hire right. that you might need. sometimes you, as a business person, need to be more efficient on what you 're doing, yeah now, in your situation, your first hire. That was bringing in instructors Mm -hmm. to take you out. Is it working in the business or on the business? That's the good one.
1: I was working in the business and I needed to be working on on the business. business. Yeah.
0: So in that instance, you did have to hire. Yeah. And that was a clear answer. But sometimes, at least in real estate, people are so quick to get an assistant or bring in people. I'm like, girl, I see your numbers. How are you even paying an assistant? Number one. But number two you could actually be doing all of this, your Mm -hmm. own self, Mm -hmm. but you're not prioritizing your daily activities. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times before you even make a hire, look at your numbers to see, can you afford it? But does it even make sense? Mm -hmm. Because that is a big deal. So then let's say, okay, you have made the decision. You're hiring somebody. Yeah. You've interviewed them. You've dated them. It's time they're here. What now? <laughs> you could
1: delegate, delegate.
0: But how do you determine what you delegate?
1: I start with, well, it kind of it does go back to the numbers. Because I know what I have to do to turn a profit. I know where I have to be present. And then I know where I can put in someone else. Yep. So I have to decide and and and, and what do I hate? Okay, that's, that's going to be a trap for me and yes. bog me down. I need to go ahead and move that to someone who is much more capable than me.
0: Yes. And who can be efficient in that task. Yes. Because some things for me, like all of our financials, my husband runs all that because I hate it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at QuickBooks. I don't want to categorize anything. I don't want to talk to the CPA. I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. because if it's up to me, it's going to be put on. That'll be the last thing I do. You know what I'm going to do first? Make your content on social media, capture the stories, put all the graphics together. I'm going to do all the marketing. And then if I have time, maybe three weeks from now, I may look at QuickBooks. Right. Versus him, he's like
1: on it because he likes numbers. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You know, recently, about two years ago, I was in a position where I needed to delegate, okay, task that April Hill was not going to get to. <laughs> yes. We all know where those are in our, in, if you do a little personal audit. So what I kept coming up with was I needed someone with technology experience that was strong. Yes. Not a manager. No. Nope. Not, not an assistant. I don't need right. an assistant. I needed more assistant at home with the Three Hill Children. Right. And l- truly, like those were things I had to I go, okay, I have to be here for this. So I'm going to need assistance there. Yes. That meant maybe two days of pickup. That's how I'm going to move my money there. That's an investment. Yes. So that I can be here making money. But that is a hire. And it is a hire. You know,
0: that's not necessarily a direct hire in your business, but it is a hire for leveraging
1: your time. Correct. So that you can be more present in the business. And making this decision, what I just explained to y'all, took me months Mm -hmm. to let it go. And would go, okay, you're right. It's not going to look like it does in this place, in that business. They all have office managers. I didn't need an office manager. I needed a tech guru to come in and take these tasks and do them well with excellence. Meanwhile, these children are being picked up from (laughs) school so I can be over here and make the money. Yeah. Well, and you
0: also have a unique situation because your husband travels most of the weekdays. Yeah. And so you don't have that other person in the home. Right. Helping with the parental responsibilities, Right. And so, I mean, not like carpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the I mean? logistics. Yeah. Of like shuffling the booties yeah. around to all the places and all yes. the practices and all the things. And so that was a hire for you. And you did have to delegate all of that out. But it's painful. Yes. And I think you're you need in to that say grind. that again, because I am willing to bet there are some mamas Sitting here right now, listening, who own businesses, who don't want to give up the carpool. Their...
1: Yes. And dropping Johnny off at baseball practice. Right. Okay, Johnny is going to be fine if yes. you are not there at every practice. As a matter of fact, if you are there at every practice, you're a problem. More than likely. The coaches don't want you there. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to let you know in on a little secret. Exactly. The coaches are like, please go to your car, lady. Okay, yes. Or daddy, whichever one. And I mean, hear my heart. I think it's great that we support our kids and we do show up, but sometimes we can push it and be so on the opposite end of the spectrum that we're not taking care of things that we were also called to steward. Correct. And steward well. Right. And so that is where I was and it was painful. So what ended up where I found myself, I wasn't doing any department, if you will, justice. Because I'm it's only one of me. Right. There's five in my family. I have a team of eleven. And I had to delegate some things. Right. And I was so knotted up over this decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it's hard. I wish I could you know have what? told y'all like, it was so Mom pretty. guilt is such a heavy burden yes. that we carry. And having to then wave the white flag and be like,
1: I can't do it all. Right. So having someone pick up at least two days a week Alleviated some of that pressure, mm-hmm. and it's not like I was. Oh, that's when I did my QuickBooks. That's no, when I no, did something no. else. No, 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 no. Like that's when I got the groceries, got the groceries home, and started dinner. Right. And again, it's because you need that extra like hour and a half. Yes. Uh huh. It's a big deal. Yes. It's a very so I could big deal. end the QuickBooks at three. Yes. Get to the store. Get home. Yes. But those decisions sometimes we will grind and grind and grind. And once I pulled the lever. Everything started having more synergy. I had more mental clarity. I started seeing more to my bottom line. Everything started moving with a little more ease. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Delegate,
0: delegate. And so one of the ways that, so whenever I first had Emily come on was figuring out what are the tasks that I do daily? Mm-hmm. And then what are income producing that only I can do? Yeah. And then what are still extremely important, but I don't necessarily have to be the one to pull the trigger and get it done. Yeah. It could be her because a client doesn't know if I'm moving the paperwork around or if she's moving the paperwork around, they just need the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. They just need it done. And so it doesn't matter who's doing it. So then I was able to delegate. Okay. Here's the ones I'm going to keep. Here's the ones that you can keep. But another thing that I will caution you on is when you do, if you have been needing to hire and then you finally hire and you're like, like, yeah, here you go. go." Don't overload them because Emily can tell you this. I, when she first joined me, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I mean, I just handed all the things and I was still working my tail off. And she was like, (laughs) truly like, what is happening? I remember we went to. Lafayette to teach a class at another, um, real estate company. So we go to teach a class and afterwards there was a big agent there. So we went and talked to her and she had a big team and I was just getting started. I was a little baby team. It was just me and Emily at that point. And she's like, Emily, tell me what you do. And so Emily told her and the lady looked at me and she goes, you let her do all of that. I said, yeah, she took her notebook and whopped me on my arm. She goes, no, ma'am, you need to hire somebody else. This is not okay," <gasps> she said. "You need this is two people that needs to be doing this job. This is not all on Emily. You need a second person, Lee. Yes, and so I was like,
1: I didn't know, and you had donkey ears on. Yes, <clears throat> I was like,
0: what? And so, case in point, then I was like, I felt the pressure to take care of Emily by hiring somebody else, and so then we quickly plugged somebody in. That was not the right fit. Oh, jeez! Learned that the
1: hard way. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Quickly had to pivot.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fun!
0: <laughs> so fun! So fun! But it all worked out because then we figured out more. Once that person was no longer with us, then you begin to do a personality. <laughs> Then we figured out, uh uh-huh. Then we're like, hmm, okay. let you're t- investing more money. Correct. Let's just call it what it is. It was. It, t- it was downtime then that Emily had to help out. We all had to kind of pick up. But, you know, it also gave us the opportunity to be like, what does this position really look like? What does her position really look like? And then hire from a better place yeah. for our second person because then we more clearly understood the role. Mm -hmm. And that was very helpful. Mm -hmm. So I would say don't overload your new hire.
1: That's a good one.
0: Because it is very exciting when you're like, I don't have to do all of it by myself anymore. I have a partner.
1: And, or you have someone that is an employee and you now begin to think, oh my gosh, they're so great. And you begin to, the lines can get a little blurry because you're still the owner. Right. The buck stops with you, not the employee. And so you have to have a little space between you and the employee too. Um, you cannot be friends, I don't think. Yeah. And that's hard. It's a, it's a hard place to land the plane. So for me, like eight years ago, I was way too friendly because I didn't know any better. And I would confide and be like, I mean, I don't know what, and then they were probably thinking, what? <laughs> like, aren't you the boss? <laughs> right. And so the older I got, and I have other very strong professionals in my life who are in the corporate world, which was, was my experience, like yes, yours, and yes. they were like, have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> You don't have this in place. You don't have. This. No. I was like, oh. so they they do hold my feet to the fire, and I have a business coach as well, and that's very very helpful. But you, I agree with you. You don't want to overwhelm that person, and you want to keep some healthy space between that person. And I also want to say that it is okay if you do overload the, that employee. That you go back and you say, you know what, I've been thinking about this over the weekend. I've put so much, too much on you. Yeah. And I apologize and I've recognized it. And I just don't want you to think I'm, I'm taking anything away from you because of, because you're not capable. I was wrong. Right. That takes a lot of humility. And people will have more respect for you in the end. Absolutely. If you'll own it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Look, it's hard. (laughs) Hiring is hard. Delegating is hard. It's just learning to find what your niche is. Yes. And, You stay on your zone of genius and then outsource the rest. That one actually goes into number three, which is focusing for your business. When you are going through growing pains, focus on one thing at a time. Because a lot of times when you start to grow, you start to be like, oh, I should expand here and here and here and here. And there is a time and a season for all of that. But before you go and grow, you better be real good at the one thing. And know it like the back of your hand before you start adding on additional things. Because then if you are only mediocre and doing well at the one thing, but then you start diluting yourself to other opportunities, focus on the one, focus on the one that brought you and then move forward. That is good. Because that's hard because you do get excited and you want to grow quickly. And sometimes having to stop and, purposefully grow versus falling into growth. uh (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) Number
1: four is also be willing to pivot. Boy, that's the truth. I mean, any entrepreneur, you got to be able to pivot. You better be able to pivot in ballerina. Twice a day, every day. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Be willing to pivot.
0: Don't be too proud to change your process because just because something worked for you really well for three years and now it's not really working.
1: I'm I'm doing that today.
0: Oh goodness. We had to do that earlier this year. Mm -hmm. We had a certain product that we, and it was a service that we bought and it was a subscription service and it did work really well for years. But then at the end of last year, I was like, this, this is not what it used to be. It's not adding up. No. Mm -hmm. And then we kept going and I was like, this really isn't adding up. And so I had to make a decision to pivot at the beginning of this year and be like, the numbers aren't there. I'm going to put my pride aside. I'm gonna have to figure out a different solution, but the old way isn't cutting the mustard Mm -hmm. anymore. And so don't, Be too proud to pivot. That would be my next seed of advice. And then the last thing is audit your workflow. What can be automated?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) And you know, COVID really pushed us into that. It
0: did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If COVID it really was actually did.
0: wonderful for us because it forced us, I had time
1: to go on. Yeah. I was home because, mm-hmm. you know,
0: realtors they didn't want you in the house at the beginning. So we were just home. And so I looked at all of our processes from soup to nuts and I wrote it all down. And I was like, well, hot dang, look how much more efficient we are. Yes. What can you automate? That's my fifth piece of advice is identify things that could be automated. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself. What is the most annoying step in your current process? Right. Can it be automated? Number two, what are your biggest bottlenecks that you run into in your current processes? Could it be automated? And then number three, what are some tools and software available that help you that could automate automate the process.
1: (laughs) Have y'all ever had to look at that before? (laughs) All the time. Yeah. Changing a point of sale program is not anything that a business owner wants to do. Oh, that
0: sounds nauseating.
1: At the (laughs) drop of a hat. I've done it once and it was very successful and I did it about three years ago and I'm actually right now shopping for an additional layer. Like not that I'm going to leave one, but I might be adding something else. To help automate some stuff? Yes. To make Yes, because in the digital world, everything needs to have a little bit better audio, a little bit better clarity, and da, 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 da. So I'm looking at other programs, but I have a tech, technical help, a tech yes. help desk. Um, and, and she's incredible. amazing. And so she's kind of, she helps do some of the shopping. And then I don't, I don't need a lot of options. I'm yeah. like, let's break this down. Just tell
0: me what's the most efficient yep. and the best price yep. for the best
1: quality. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So a lot of times, y'all, the growing pains they hurt, they are not fun, but you can't grow Without. unless you go through the pain. pain. And so I hope that through talking this through with y'all today, which was number one, hire the right people. Number two, delegate. Number three, focus on doing one thing exceptionally, exceptionally well. Sorry. Words are hard. Number four, be willing to pivot. And number five, audit what your daily workflow is.
1: What can be automated? Yes. And it cannot be scrolling all day. You cannot be scrolling. You need to know what the hell you're doing.
0: Okay. Get your mind out of Instagram. Right.
1: And TikTok. Yes. And the other thing is, it is, I want you to know as a business owner, it, it, it's, it's painful. Growing pains are very painful. Girl. Sometimes you might scream or holler. All the time. But it (laughs) means you're going to the next level. Typically. Yeah. Oh, there's tears. I mean, it's tears to push that baby
0: out. (laughs) You saw that um, analogy about the elephant. elephant. Y'all, I sent this to April and I'll share it on our um, podcast stories on Instagram. But it was saying how an elephant is pregnant for two uh, years. And then the analogy was this dog with this golden retriever was like, why are you sure you're pregnant? Because you've been pregnant for two years, supposedly. (laughs) And I've had 12 puppies three different litters. And why are you still pregnant? And the elephant said, because I'm doing something big. I am birthing something big. And when that baby drops from my womb, it rattles the earth. And it's so big that when I cross the street, you take notice. Mm. And so y'all, if you are in this growing pain stage of your business, don't be like that golden retriever trying to pop out a dozen puppies in one year. That also sounds terrible.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> but have that elephant mentality mm-hmm. that you were developing something great and great things take time. And when your business and your next step happens, I want it to be like that elephant hitting the ground for the first time. I want it to shake, shake the earth, the earth. That's so good. Because we're doing big things, ladies. I love that. To keep your chin up. Absolutely. You're going to be okay. Yes. You're going to be just fine. Y'all, that's all we have for you today on Growing Pains. Stay tuned for our next episode. We have a really exciting guest coming and you are just going to love her. So stay tuned. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow us
1: on Instagram at Diaries Podcast. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a good review. Also, sharing is caring. So please share your favorite episode with a friend. See y'all next week. Bye.